0: In this episode.
1: Should I go do this? Should I go do a PBR, Prep Baseball Report Showcase, or a perfect game? Or should I go to a college camp or whatnot? And I've always explained it this way. It's not like you're going to go and attend one of these showcases and get a scholarship out of it. Let's finish
0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Closing Pitch. My name is Spiker Helms and this show is about people, culture, and how to create a winning lifestyle. Today we are going to be talking about showcases. More importantly, they are a pretty penny, and we want to give you some tactics and strategies on how to leverage those showcases and um, make them work for you. Um, at the surface level, I think a lot of people don't execute properly on showcases, and yes, they are valuable. Don't think that this podcast is saying that they're not valuable. They are valuable. You do need to do them um, because it does um, provide you some firepower um, and. It also, gets the word out um, of your skills and who you are as a player. But before we jump into the conversation, we have Evan Pratt to my right. We have David Burkby straight ahead. And the conversation is opened up because of Mr. Burkby's tweet. It's a
1: thread. Oh, sorry, uh, thread. It, tweet <laughs> means that it was a one tweet. Sorry, the, thread, clor- the glorious uh, <laughs> words of David Burkeby
0: <laughs> coming from Almighty High <laughs> is a thread, not a single tweet. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk first off. So for the for the listeners who don't know, a showcase, there's a lot of showcase companies out there, but a showcase is like a day where a player gets to come out. It predominantly happens in high school. Uh, you're starting to see it trickle down to the lower age groups, 13, 14, you a little bit, but they get to come out and basically go through a pro-style workout. They get video, um, and they get to showcase their skills. Um, so... And there's a lot of... This, this is why I think showcases have been
0: built so much in the last couple of years, or not the last couple of years, last decade, is because you have people that are on the fence. You have trolls, then you have people that love them. And the trolls will say, well, I just don't want that showcase kid, which they are absolutely 100% right. It has promoted showcase even more when they've said that. what I do agree with them on is that, yeah, we don't want to showcase kid where you're just literally going out and promoting because there's two types of things that you need to do. There's promotion and there's you actually playing the game. You got to do both. If you don't do promotion, how do they know who you are? So if you're just literally going to the ballpark for a tournament, yes, they, you will be seen, but you're not maximizing the ability of putting your name as a household name in the minds of the coaches. Before we
1: jump into this, you said something real quick. When, when you were recruiting, explain what a showcase kid is.
2: Well, uh, <clears throat> to me, a showcase kid is basically very limited. Uh, they can run fast. They can throw hard. Uh, they can hit the ball wherever they want to hit the ball. Uh, but most of the time, they can't execute in the game. Uh, they get into it against the pitcher, and uh, they don't know how to adjust. They don't know how to do this, that, and the other. And as a coach, you're pulling your hair out because this kid looks like the best thing since sliced bread – and he does everything well physically. Now you get into a game and he's over and can't
1: throw a strike, and you're going, "What in the world's going on?" Well, you, you, we see it all the time, and we've talked about this a million times before. And before we kind of talk about how to leverage, don't like don't sell yourself all out just for those showcase numbers. Like that's pretty important to understand because you go to a showcase to get numbers. You go to, to a showcase to get some video to get your name out there. But then sometimes you're, we're watching some of these videos or going to a showcase and watch some of these players, and they are swinging so out of control to get a high number on an exit velocity. Or they're coming unglued on a fastball, and it's chest high, but they get their number, but that doesn't necessarily translate to the game. Or the infielder that takes <clears throat> nine extra steps to
2: try to throw <laughs> it hard to the radar gun. Or Which doesn't
1: showcase well.
2: Well, the guy, the guy just ran the cat- down the line and
1: he's safe. Yeah
0: or it's the catcher that has a 20 pop but technically but in a game it's more up. of a 2122. Well, he's um, also
1: standing up when he catches it. Yep. Yep. And which, which is
0: hard cuz like NFL combines it's pretty clear cut like do you run fast can you push people farther? How hard do you throw the football, or where are you able to locate Bench the football? Yeah, yeah every, like yeah. It, it's a more clear-cut example in combines. Um, again, quarterbacks have a little bit. I think quarterbacks are more in that baseball range where it's like we don't really know what we have until we get him out onto mm-hmm. the field. But you don't see football players not. Going away like, oh, yeah, I can't do the showcase. I just have to play games. Yeah. They
2: still go out to well, I used to look at numbers, and numbers were fine, were great, but that's a s- very small slice of the pie. Right. Very small slice of the pie. And if I have nine players out there that know what they're doing, have incredible baseball IQ, I'm going to win more times than not than that guy that throws it 1,000 miles an hour or does whatever really, really, really good. My other nine guys that may not be as skilled as you – they're going to find ways to, to exploit your weaknesses and win the game. <laughs> so it, it's, it's a part of it. Yes. But as a coach, you're looking at that. It's a snapshot. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is kind of who this kid is. Now let me go watch him and see if he does the other stuff really well.
1: Yeah. I've always, I've always viewed it and I've tried to explain this to parents and players who are on the fence of, well, should I go do this? Should I go do a PBR prep baseball report showcase or a perfect game? Or should I go to a college camp or whatnot? And I've always explained it this way. <clears throat> It's not like you're going to go and attend one of these showcases and get a scholarship out of it. If you throw 95, that might happen. But for 99.9% of the players who attend it, if you, if you get some results that you like, and maybe you're getting some of those results that could be deemed uh, entering the recruiting atmosphere in terms of those numbers, it's basically a conversation starter for a college coach. It, uh, it basically is something of a verification for them to look at to say, Okay, let's take the next step. Let's maybe go watch this kid play. Maybe we'll uh, respond to a phone call, or maybe you know send him a college camp notice or something like that. Even if you're that player that don't get those don't you don't get those numbers that you like or
2: want. Or have the better numbers or close to the same numbers that this guy that hits it 95 miles an hour off the bat or throws it 1,000 miles, whoever, if you're not even close to those numbers, that's still not bad. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. If I'm a college coach and I'm doing my due diligence and know what I'm looking for, man, that guy does it really, really well. You know, mm-hmm. okay, okay, may he not throw it as hard as this guy, but man, he knows what he's doing with his feet. He's always in the right position. Mm-hmm. Boy, that swing is solid. It's gonna come here. And once he gets a little okay. stronger, a little more physical, a little more experience, those are the things that I'm looking for as a college coach. I can tell that you're looking at the future on these dudes and then trying to figure out if they can. So even if you don't have the numbers you, you and coaches are looking at you and can kind of tell, oh, that guy's going to be pretty good – He's only throwing 78 miles an hour by that delivery, man. That arm. Oh, it's going to pop here in a a year. You can see that as a coach. So don't get discouraged if you're not that guy with those numbers right now. If you keep working on it, those things will come. Even if they don't come, you're still going to be a good college baseball player if coaches are really doing their jobs.
0: Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is for players to identify um, three things in a showcase. One, use it as a recruiting tool <clears throat> Two, I get to test my abilities against other players mm-hmm. and really three important. get an unbiased opinion because again if you're part of a club you're it's going to be biased to a certain degree parents are going to be super biased they your coaches are going to be super biased now you're going to go in front of a person that has no idea who you are and actually give you feedback on yeah this is what I see
1: yeah because I mean at the end of the day they don't have a day-to-day communication with you they're not your coach. They're not, they're not going to go see over the summer more than likely. It's just, they're there to evaluate you that day. And their goal
0: is to one, it's a business. I got to make profit Two, I want to bring more customers back into the showcase. And three, I'm going to make sure that I give you a clear cut like who you are, because again, that's my name on the line, which is super important
1: to understand as a player. So, go ahead and go through your uh, thread. Well, let's talk about it first from a cost standpoint. So, PBR, prep baseball report, generally speaking, what does that run you like? 250, 300, somewhere something, that, somewhere in that area. And you get, you know, your your exit velo, your 60, your pitching velo, your position velo, you get video, you get profile, profile you get track man at some of their events. Which is like that digital, well, what is it? It's radar base? Radar base.
0: So, kind uh, of give people an example. So, Soto and Trackman are two devices that are able to track velocity, spin rate, um, distance, you name it. Can literally track a, almost everything that you would need to know from um, a player's standpoint. The. TrackMan is radar-based. Uh, Soto is all camera-based. Um, now, I can go into more specifics yep. on it, like what I think is more reliable, but that's not part of this conversation. Well, so that's, I- what, that's what those are.
1: <clears throat> the idea is you get some cool feedback, some cool tech uh, technology use. And then I think at the end of the day, you also get onto their ranking systems to kind of uh, see where you stack up against your peers. Perfect Game, another notable showcase company. They're quite a bit higher, I believe. I think they might be even in the atmosphere of like four, five hundred bucks. 500, 500 <clears throat> bucks. Yes, just depends
0: on what. And then there
1: could be like on. in the end, there could be more added on to that. Correct. And then college camps are somewhere normally below both of those from a from a showcase, not a pure showcase standpoint, but from a cost standpoint. So a lot of parents look at that and they're trying to justify in their mind why would why would we spend that money especially a lot of them who are already a part of a club, spending a lot of money, spending money on training, spending money throughout the summers on travel, and now they get thrown and, and they get marketed through emails, all of these showcases that their, their kid could attend, and a lot of them are wondering, why should I do it? Now, we've talked about from a standpoint of how to get in front of a college recruiter, but we haven't necessarily talked about in what I tried to get out in, in the form of my thread, was all the different ways you can leverage that one-day experience to get your name out there. And so I, I kind of went specifically into some actionable points, and we can kind of deep dive. I don't need to run through all six right away, but we can kind of run through each of them if you want and kind of talk about you know how to absolutely maximize what that three hours you're going to spend on one day at a showcase and how you can get the most bang for your buck in terms of actually getting your name out there and just gaining valuable experience. Well, before
0: we start um, on that, where when do you think that people should consider showcases, especially from Evan Pratt?
2: Well, especially that that freshman year for sure, uh, eighth grade, okay, uh, but especially at freshman year. What you're trying to do is create a library for coaches, and these perfect games. Baseball report, whoever else that does the showcases and do, does the do the video, uh, they create a library for you. Uh, and what they do is, what college coaches do is. PBR is like an encyclopedia and you, I get an email from whoever out of the blue. The first thing I do is go to PBR because I know most of the kids are on there and that would give me a quick snapshot of who that you know player is if they haven't sent me a video already. Hmm. So I know that, that the PBR numbers are legit. They're valid. And I can rely on those guys to give me that, that snapshot, that front door, front porch view of this uh, player and kind of who he is type of thing. So, um, in that eighth grade, ninth grade, the basically, you, if you do one a year and update your stuff, that's probably the bare minimum of what you need to do. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing it a, a couple, you know, every mm-hmm. six months. If you're, you know, gaining strength, gaining leverage, you know, body's changing. There's nothing wrong with jumping out there and you know, bumping up your numbers again and you know, updating more video. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That helps the coaches. Uh, but but once a year is usually pretty good.
0: So I'm trying to look up the perfect game pricing Man, it is really hard to find. (laughs) They kind of hide that a little bit. They they do. Um, But yeah, I would, I would, my assumption would be that they're in that 400 to 500 range and uh, PBRs just a little bit below that.
1: Yep. But so anyhow, so, so let's say you go in and you attend one of these showcases. Like for example, we just hosted a huge PBR scout day for our tigers here in St. Louis. We had guys from seven different States come in. We had about 165 players And we really wanted to make sure they understood all the different ways that they could take that one day of experience and totally maximize and get the most form. So first thing I said, so we had our staff there, um, which not all clubs do this and not all showcases do this, but we had our staff there. And um, myself, Evan, Spiker, Jaws, we even had uh, another one of our players uh, who's really good with photography out there videoing our players, um, whether it be in small clips or long video form and trying to actively promote it during that day. You obviously get a little bit more video that's edited from the showcase company themselves, but there's many different ways you can take that video and leverage it. So what I kind of first thing I said was whether it's your parent, maybe it's a player that uh, is a friend of yours, get some video of that day of you participating. And then push it out, whether it's through an email to a college coach, maybe it's putting it out on your Twitter profile or anything else. Put out the metrics that you know of that day. Put out some video, again, um, saying, hey, I just attended a PBR showcase and tag PBR and tag your club and make sure that they retweet it. And just, again, the more eyeballs and visibility you can gain from that one tweet, it helps. Well,
0: because if you just rely on PBR to give you that video, that's fine. You're going to be in that database. But at the same time, being able to take that video and repurpose it for social media. I do that constantly for the Tigers, but for players, um, sometimes they don't, they don't think that through Mm where, Oh, thanks PBR. You just gave me this video. And then, Instead of just like, let me just pull that video and then repurpose it and put it out there on social media.
1: Well, and let's think about it this way. Let's say you just go to the showcase and that's all you do. Okay. And then they come out and they create your video and update your numbers. If you don't promote it at all or do anything to the, to that side of things, you are literally hoping that a college coach will actively go in and search, find your name and then drill down and find your video. That they, is the only way.
0: They don't know who you are. <laughs> They'll know, know the big guys. They'll know the don't big, big guys. guys. But, but going in, going <clears throat> into a showcase or a tournament and being humble yeah. and saying, "I'm a nobody. Yeah. I got to figure out how to be a somebody."
1: Well, again, and don't don't think that I've not seen yet on the on the PBR or perfect game like on what they're they're telling you they're providing. They're not providing exposure. Mm-mm. It's not on there. They're not saying we will actively promote you. That's not their job. They're just giving you the tools of promotion, if you will, right? So if you just go and expect that, well, now my name's on PBR. So a college co- a coach is going to find it and then and he's going to magically love me and call me. Well, that just doesn't happen. As a college coach, you don't have time to sit around and fumble through a
2: bunch of lists of names. Right. <laughs> you just don't have time, literally, you don't have time to do that. So you got to get yourself out there, like you said.
0: Yep. Do you look at the top numbers from those showcases? Sure, oh,
2: certainly, certainly. The the guys that you know would catch your attention the ninety fives or the whatever numbers of the six, seven, sixties or or what? Certainly, yeah, those things will. You know, I'm going to cruise through and say, oh, who did well this time? But I'm not going to see the middle of the road guy. I'm not going unless that guy reaches out to me or you know tags me on the Twitter or whatever it is. If I'm a coach, you know, it's going to be hard for me to. You know, there are 165 players there. I'm not going to go deep dive on 100, all 165. I just don't – just I won't do it. I won't have time.
0: You've got to promote. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's where it comes down to. And I'm thinking of – these are extreme examples. So don't, don't take these as literal. But they are good examples of, like, knowing how athletes – have promoted themselves. Muhammad Ali was one of those athletes Mm -hmm. that was very active in being with the reporters and being with the media and trying to be all access and trying to find a camera to get himself in front. Now the boxing community is a totally different community and you have to build your name to be able to get those big fights. Hence what's going on now. I don't agree with everything that Jake Paul does, but he is a very good promoter and he's, he, Mm -hmm. he fought the best fighter of our generation just literally half a year ago Mm -hmm. and he's a nobody technically Mm -hmm. in the boxing community. So if you kind of think about that from a, from the baseball community standpoint, like, yeah, people know who you are in your network, but does the college coach know who you are? And these showcase companies are really giving you the tools and the media outlet to use that as leverage and put it out on your accounts. And yeah, Co- coaches still have to get there. But yeah. if you're part of a club that has a, a decent following, you're gonna you're probably going to get the retweet and get the notice.
1: Well, I, I've put this example out there a lot to players. <clears throat> your recruiting process is a lot like trying to find a job in the real world. You know, You're going to float your resume out to a bunch of people, but then if you just only do that, like if you just only attend a showcase – And don't follow up and don't try to contact them and show interest and all these other things. That resume better be really, 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 really good. Or you you better throw 95 because you need multiple touch points. You need to get your name out in front of these coaches 10, 20, 30 times so that literally they get forced to be like, man, who is this John Smith kid? He's emailed me 10 times. I like his videos. Like, Who is he? Can you tell me more? That's how it kind of works. So all of these are leverage touch points to gain more visibility to get your name to be continuously in front of those college coaches.
0: So in episodes past, we've explained um, how we would kind of like a tactical guide on how we would do it, and it was during the during COVID when we actually started. Yep. Coming out hard with that because one, we wanted to make sure that athletes knew that, that it was in their control to get recruited, which a lot of players executed and they did get picked up. Now, as time has passed, we started seeing more of what people were posting. Um, also, Joe Burrow came out and had a really good um, point on social media. And before I play this clip, I want to stress that when we said mm-hmm. use the weight room and you show you how what's happening during your workout yes but you still have to work out right right. (laughs) like you just can't go out there and like you just you look the same every single time and you're doing a couple of drills like there has to be some type of change so i'm going to play the joe burrow clip and then i want to get coach pratt's um take and then i want to get burkeby's take as well
1: focus on getting better focus on you know not don't don't have a workout and go and post it on Instagram the next day, and then go and sit on your butt for four days. And everyone thinks you're working hard, but you're really not. You know, work in silence. Don't don't show everybody what you're doing. You know, let your let your your game on Friday nights and Saturday nights and Sunday nights
0: show all the hard work that you put in. Don't worry about you know all that social media stuff.
2: Right. Uh, one thing that I have kind of um, lived by, followed, try to do as much as possible. And ask the question all the time to myself is, well, what are you doing when nobody's watching you? That, that's a huge thing for me. And it's you're, you're only the guy that looks in the mirror. I mean, it's the, you're the only guy. You know what's going on. Um, if you want to get to some place, you're going to do it. If you're going to be half of whatever, you're not going to get there. It, it's, it's a real simple thing. If, if you really want to do it, then you're, you're not going to be at your lesson with your coach You know, you're going to come in the off days that you don't have a lesson and get after it or find a place to get after whatever it is. You're going to you're going to do that on your own. If you are at home or wherever, uh, if you want to do something, then you've got to be able to to get after it uh, in an individual way when nobody's watching, nobody's looking. And then that's when you see all of that improvement. Joe Burrow is a perfect example. You know, he goes from college, uh, Ohio State to LSU. Okay. Uh, he finds a way on the best college football team probably ever. Wins a national <laughs> right. championship. How does that happen? That guy worked his, probably worked his can. We didn't see it. But he probably worked his can off. Goes to Cincinnati. They would have been terrible. Football team, terrible. What happens? They get to the Super Bowl. Why? Because his work ethic, I'm sure... Uh, not being there not be, knowing no, not even knowing Joe Burrow but I'm sure his work ethic and what he's done in the offseason by himself somebody probably saw him throwing balls in a trash can in the indoor facility at midnight sometime uh, and it's one guy that leads me back to to my Missouri days Brad Smith quarterback at Missouri when coach Pinkel first got there Brad Smith did that I'm in the indoor uh, late at night one time for some reason there's Brad Smith with a tra- with a trash can trying to figure out how to pass because he was a running. He was just a runner. He played in the NFL for 10, 15 years. But they wanted to make him a passing quarterback. Oh, I'm going to try to figure out a way to do it. He's in there by himself throwing balls in the trash can. That's one example that I live by. And if you're really wanting to do it, you have the drive to do it, and want it and expect to be successful, you're going to do those things on your own to show that improvement, show that
1: where you are, you really want, it, want the wantness to do it. But I, did, I got nothing else to say on that. I mean, it's true. It's <clears throat> You've been around a million more players than I have. Um, but the guys who are always successful, I mean, barring this conversation, the guys who are, are always successful and win on the field continuously are always the guys who you just – you don't have to tell to go do things. They're just always the guys that are, are going to take the, the information that's given to them and then they go run wild with it. Self-motivated and yeah. self-driven. Self-starters is what, what I've called them always. You don't have to coach those guys. The, those are the fun guys to be around because
2: you you know and you can count on those guys to do that. And that's that's literally few and far between. It really is. It's, it's easy to see and know who those guys are, uh, but you're continually having to, hey, let's go. Come on. Uh, you're like going,
1: <laughs> dude, figure it out. Let's go. Well, it's kind of one thing. To kind of parlay what we're talking about now back into a showcase because kind of that's the title of this episode, another thing too is take your experiences from that showcase and then kind of find find out what you need to go work on you know like you said it best and i think one of the best things about going to a showcase you see where you stack up if you see hey i'm lacking strength in these areas and i'm i might be really good on the defensive side but i'm not really strong and i'm not producing enough power to get noticed well what do you then need to go do right and then and then take that information and run with it because they give you answers. Those rankings, whether or not everybody can go this or that way on it and say, oh, these are good or these are bad or how could you say this kid's better or whatnot, it's still someone's opinion. That opinion does matter. And take it and run with it for whatever it's worth. I lean more towards the –
0: work in silence. That's what, that's how my career was. Um, but then I also think like, well, what would happen if I was in the social media world where I knew that coaches were on it? I think that's where I would actually promote some of the stuff. And then I would actually show my personality as a person. Now, again, I'm more extroverted than than most when it comes to that. I know there's a lot of players out there that are introverted, but I would try to show my personality because I know that that is what's going to attract a college coach. Be like, oh man, I really like that.
1: Well, like, so just to go through some of these other ones, a lot of it is like, like thanking the showcase company for being there. It's or pulling your profile in a screenshot once it's updated or uh, literally highlighting a strength or a new PR that you get, and I give a bunch of different videos and and you know emailing these out to college coaches. A lot of this is meaning that you're going to have to put your name out there. Now, a lot of players have issues with that. They think that that's bragging. They think that that's being you know too much out there, and that they're they're trying to be all about themselves, right? And it's a team sport, obviously, right? And they're like, well, I don't want to put myself out there all that much. Like, they're humble. They're way too humble about it. I would, I'd rather you look at it this way. It's you, you are a brand. And if your goal is to get to the next level and play college baseball, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and promote yourself as a brand. It's not bragging. It's not necessarily saying, look at me, but it's you more so being proud of all the work that you've put in what you're currently accomplishing.
0: It's no different than, um, newspapers back in early two thousands, late nineties. The only difference is that you're the one that has control over the newspapers.
1: Well, and let's talk to the, the guy who spent 26 years in college baseball. What you've seen a million of those guys out there. What was your perception?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, you're basically putting yourself out there as a kid. And I'm not thinking of it as as bragging or any, you know, the humble guy's great. That's fine. But if I don't know anything about you, I don't know anything about you. Literally. I want to know some things about you. And whether you're lifting weights on Monday and Tuesday, whether you're hitting, throwing, whatever it is, I want to know some nuggets about, because obviously the the rules in recruiting, I can't call you all the time every day. When you're non-contactable, so give the coaches something to literally oh that's what that okay now it comes time to contact you and I have a background as a coach I'm going to be more willing to have a great conversation with you because I know more things about you I understand that you're like this or this you got an injury hey what happened you know I can talk to you about your injury whatever it is uh, types of stuff and hey you know what I watched that video whenever you were working out and uh, you you were hitting against that guy before that season you know I remember seeing that you really were on those fastballs or whatever whatever the situation is that gives me as a coach more ammo more evaluation i understand and so it's super it is super important these days now back 10 15 years ago we didn't have that it wasn't hard to do but But now with all of this stuff it's like i can sit in my office as a college coach and evaluate a ton of guys every
1: day it's awesome was there anything like non skill side that you would see players post that kind of caught your attention good bad well let's talk about the good from a good standpoint?
2: Yeah, it just depends. I mean, you obviously, you would be, you know, whatever community event, community mm-hmm. service stuff, those are always really good because, okay, he gets it types of things. Um, it's more likes and dislikes. It's not really good or bad. It's just like, okay, this guy likes this type of stuff or he doesn't like to do this or he, his favorite team is the Steelers or, mm-hmm. or that type of thing, like we talked about before. It just gives you a little bit more background and it lets that college coach inside a little bit more well who you are as a person and that's more important than the skills or any of that other stuff and like i said the college coaches are after good people they're after good players well number one obviously you good players to win but they're also after good people they don't want the 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 dudes that are going to be you
1: know not real good off the field they want the good kids yeah I've, i've seen some of those and i i can't reference right back the specific ones but I've I'm always on social media so I and I follow some of our players and I've at sometimes I've seen some posts that I've that I've looked at and I've had to literally stop and be like that guy gets it that's one of those where he's letting you into who he is and he's really talking about like his personal wants beliefs like like what he wants out of his future what he's willing to do to go get it well
0: Thatcher Um, does that to a certain degree
2: yeah. yeah, and getting back to the showcase part of it, that's where you see those guys move around in those one-minute videos. You can kind of tell the guys they have a direction and a yeah. and a and a drive and a and a passion for that in those literally in those one-minute deals and you really can you can really see it it's really easy the guys that go through the motions are not yeah okay but you can kind of tell which guys really want to get it and which guys don't it's not that hard to see when you're kind of looking for what you're Mm -hmm. really kind of looking for so the showcases are great for that to give me that one minute glimpse into you who you are so how do you know when you go over the top uh when guys aren't executing stuff like they do what like they would do in a game Give me game activity, the game experience, the game evaluation is the biggest thing for college coaches. All this, the showcases and the everything else is is a is a front door to who you are. Gives me an idea of, of, of what you do is skill wise. I mean,
0: from a promotional standpoint, when is it over the top?
2: Never is. I mean, that's a funny thing. Fire it out there, fire it out there for for that part of it. Yeah, give, give me give me overflow me with information. Make me as a college coach tell you yes or no. But what? Tell tell me, though, what about the curls? You
0: said that during – Yeah, I mean, the, the
2: the one thing for me as a coach, I don't need to see you do 9,000 reps in the weight room. I don't need to see that. I mean, it's great. It's fine. Okay, I'm working hard, but I don't – It goes back to the Joe Burrow thing. I don't care if you're lifting 900 pounds. I really don't. What what are you doing in a game? What are you doing executing-wise? What are you – okay, great, you're lifting. Okay, Everybody lifts. Everybody get in the weight room. I don't need to see you put nine different yeah. plates on, do a squat of whatever. It's great. If you can get a PR, yes, fire that out there. But I don't need to see it 20 times.
1: I, yeah. I think the one thing that, that is kind of a turnoff to me when I see it out there, when when players are promoting themselves, but then they're either a bashing other players or overly saying, like, I did better than these guys, be about yourself. Be about putting your information out there and promoting yourself like if you have to sit there like don't compare yourself to others to demean others to promote yourself I have seen that in the past I don't like that I can't imagine a college coach would like that I mean you can answer on that one but that that's for kind of one of the turnoffs that I've seen
0: well, I think also from the from a copy standpoint which is just written word on the video just keep it super simple like PR benched, whatever, right. Right. Or PR 90 EV. That's all you really need to put. Don't have to put, thank you for everything. I love you so much. Please recruit me. I'm here for you. Um, I will show up to your front door with chocolates. (laughs) Just sign me now. Like, yeah, thank is thanking people is great, but just put it out there.
1: I will say one other thing too, (laughs) because this just came to mind. Parents, it is all great and well that you try to help promote your son, but if you're the one who's making the initial posts or you're the one who's actively promoting it for them, that is not a great look on the player.
0: Yeah, or even quote tweeting them or anything like that. Let it let it be the club. Let it be other teammates. Um, let it be different coaches. But
1: um, you're you're a fan. You're sitting there and right the, next to them and. Cheering them on. Be the support system. Be the one who teaches them or pushes them to make the post, to make the the to put themselves out there to say that it's okay to do so. Be that person. I think when, you know, at least my standpoint, when when I see a parent do that, and I know where they're coming from, first off. I know you're well, only coming well, again, from a place of love and you're trying to help.
0: Again, I know I know there's probably some listeners that are that have done that don't yeah. feel bad. Like no. we're all we're all learning no, here, so don't feel sure. like oh crap, I just screwed it up for my kid. Um, the be- the beautiful thing about social media, uh, the best thing about social media is that it is a fire hose. So <laughs> after one day, that tweet is dead unless someone goes into your profile right. and starts searching. So don't feel like it's uh, well, I just screwed up everything for my kid. Yeah that's not the case. Just know that, Hey, we're, we're all in here learning. Like again, back when we did the tactical guide, um, I was all for pushing out weight room videos and all of that. But again, that was during COVID. So, cause we couldn't yep. do much. Yep. Um, now we're at that point where COVID's kind of pushed away and, um, we're in a different world now. And now it's more of put out your PRs. Put out your big highlight videos. Put out the game footage. That's the stuff that works.
2: There's obviously a role for parents, but just for parents, just understand that the relationship is going to be between the coach and the player. Mm -hmm. He's the one going to college. He's the one playing. Let them sink or swim with that relationship and then find their way. And then the parents are coming on the backside and help out and be supportive as all get out.
0: So to kind of wrap everything up, pro showcase. We, we were really pro for showcase, but do it in the right, right way. Make sure that it's a good third party PBR perfect game that actually provides, um, numbers. And there's a history behind that showcase. Um, 14, 15, you seems like a pretty good age. Mm-hmm. The thirteens and twelves is kind of like, and eh, it's more of an experience. Um, it's not really recruiting. So if you just want to enjoy the experience and go to a hot, warm weather climate, go for it. But besides that. Um, it's pretty much that's not for recruiting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would wrap it up this way. If you look at a showcase as a one day event that costs three to five hundred dollars and that's it, you're probably not going to be super active in wanting to do it. If you look at how many different touch points and views and how many more times your name can get out there, if you leverage it the correct way, like for example, a lot of our players on a lot of their videos that they were putting out just in the last two weeks, have gotten 10,000 plus views on their videos combined. That's 10,000 times whether it's a college coach or another player or a showcase company or anybody, they've seen your name, right? And that that counts for something. And again, it's it's a it's just like a job interview series. Like you you need to continuously reach out and communicate and show interest and get your name in front of them so many times that they're almost forced to come watch you play. Um, last, to actually, point that I want to put out there. What do you tell the parent
0: that thinks, well, he's not ready for that?
2: Then he's probably not ready for that. But, again, like we said before, you're building that library. And to me as a college coach, if he's a freshman or an eighth grader or even a sophomore, uh, I want to see what he looks like the next year, the following year. And if I don't know what he looks like prior to, uh, it's not that bad, but also gives me a real good history if I know – that this is what the history is. So don't feel like oh he's you know physically not ready to go or he doesn't he's not going to have the best numbers. Well he may not. That's fine. But get that experience. Anytime yeah. you get on stage and in front of people in front of your peers, you're going to sink or swim. Anytime you do that, it's going it to just like like if you're in the you know you're at a play at school, and you're in the you know, drama club. Anytime you get on stage, it's going to help you as a person. It's going to help you get better. It's going to
0: help you move forward. You got to be addicted to being on stage.
2: Exactly. You got you, well. Whenever you get into a baseball game, if he goes to college to play baseball in, at a good level, he's going to be in front of a couple thousand people. There's going to be thirty five other guys on the other side trying to make him not do good, and it, it's it, it, there's some pressure there.
0: How many showcases do you think is actually like worth it?
2: Well, all of them are worth it. Yeah. Or, I, there's not one that's not worth it. Whether you know, you just got to make sure that you get the right feedback back from those showcases. Mm -hmm. There's there's not one that's not.
0: So it's almost like you got to figure out what's your pace and obviously budget um, and what events that you want to target. So it's almost like you have to view it as a whole year where, okay, this, it's just like, I think about it as like the Olympic trials where these guys are like, okay, this is where I'm going to go here. This is what I'm going to do at this point. This is what I'm going to do here. Basically you're planning out your whole year and these are the spots that I'm going to make make my mark.
1: Well, we talked about it in our episode of stacking experiences. The first time you go to a showcase and like what coach Pratt said, you're going to be nervous. You're going to be deer in the headlights. You're going to be looking around at all the other players. You're going to be intimidated by the moment. And my advice is you don't want that to be your junior year. You don't want that to be when it actually counts or whenever you're junior year, sophomore year. You don't want that to be when you're actually doing some recruitable things. If that's the first time you're doing that and you're actually out there, you can you can showcase some good stuff, but you're nervous and you're overdoing it and you're not comfortable, that's not good. And it'll show in your videos. Correct. So so maybe even you asked how young. Well, if you do it as a 14, 15, 16-year-old or whatever, and before you're actually doing recruitable type of things, you're still gaining experience with it. You're yep. still now the next time you go out – now you're not trying to overdo it you're not trying to be someone you're not you're you're very comfortable you've done it before you've been through the process and then the next time the next time it's like when we talked about going to those national team events or those big showcases. well when you come back and play for your high school now it's not so fast now it's not so big it's not as it's not as intimidating because you've been to different experiences so that's my advice no it's great i agree
0: All right, guys, that's this episode of The Closing Pitch. Please give us a five-star review, um, and we will catch you in the
1: next episode. Thanks.